Hey, hey, hey! Welcome back to the Legacy Speaker Show Season 3. Listen, I am over the moon with the people who said yes to show up on the podcast and the content that we're going to be sharing. Every single time we start our next season, it's always going to be next level. Um, and we're always thinking about like, what are some other ways in which we can serve y'all? So I hope y'all are excited as I am to start off and kick off this season. And so the this topic for today that I wanted to talk about is one that gets underneath my skin. It's actually one of my pet peeves now, now that I've been professionally speaking for several years. And uh, it may even make you all kind of like clutch your pearls a little bit as I'm kind of talking about this. But I want you to just consider some of the things that I'm sharing and perhaps make some shifts. Because a lot of times when you hear the phrase, don't pay me in exposure, right? Exposure, don't pay the bills and X, Y, and Z. Um, they're often given that response because they don't truly understand the business of speaking, right? In fact, I feel that most people who aren't really leveraging speaking to its full capacity will state that because they are truly not professional speakers, but hobbyists. And I know some of y'all are gonna be like, well, I, 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 I've been speaking training for 15, 20 years. What are you talking about? I'm not a hobbyist but I'm gonna share some points with you all that I have seen to help really debunk this myth of don't pay an exposure. And let's take a little bit of accountability with ourselves first, before we start throwing our fingers out there and saying, you gotta pay me for my time, pay me for my worth. All of that is important. There's certainly ways in which we can get paid, but a lot of times we'll focus on just one. So here's the first thing that I have to say about this. Um, this particular saying, don't pay me an exposure. In fact, I, when I first wrote the topic title for this podcast, I said that it was going to be, why am I, why I'm so tired <laughs> of hearing that? Um, but really we want to debunk some myths and I'm also tired. <laughs> All right. So number one, the number one reason why people often say this is they view speaking as a hobby. Now, I wrote some things down. I'm just going to read them straight off and then talk about it. Hobbyist speakers only care about the front end. They only care about the money they're going to make on the front end. They just want to get paid. I want to get paid by $2,000. They don't care whether or not there could be more money or opportunities being made from an experience. They're only focused on the front end. And y'all, the front end isn't all that it is. Next, there's a high chance they have no systems in their business to set up to leverage speaking to its full capacity. So a lot of times they only are transactional on the front end, right? Because they really got nothing else on the back end because their offers are too weak. <laughs> offers are too weak, so they can't make the money in the back end or their talks are too weak. So they can't even pull in leads or even close a sale from an experience where they're actually speaking because they don't know how to make money speaking on the front end, the back end of a speaking event. And then number, number the last one is they truly don't understand 
that in certain rooms to be there, you could potentially be in front of individuals who will sign those five to six figure contracts. They just need to have a taste of the work that you do. So when you think about speaking for free, there needs to be some strategy to it. The problem is, is that most of y'all get ego-driven and you're so consumed about, I need to be paid on the front and not really seeing the bigger picture. And see, that's a differentiation factor for most people who are hobbyist speakers versus people who are true professionals. Because true professionals know that sometimes it only takes the exposure to the right individual to give you the referral that you need for your next six or seven figure contract. And we know the power of relationships and networking. We also know that if you really are honest about your business and your brand, some people out here are like, I've been in this game for two years, right? Y'all are not even at the level of someone that's been in the game for 40 plus years, like someone like Oprah Winfrey. I'm thinking of other people who have really stayed consistent over decades and now can command these high rates. Now they can command the um the room they can bring in the followers like y'all not even at that place and y'all demanding demanding to get paid and and it's so limited y'all want to fight about two to three hundred dollars or a thousand dollars when you can actually with the right strategy be able to make ten thousand dollars twenty five a hundred thousand dollars a seven-figure contract if you in the right room with the right type of people. We got to think bigger, my friends. Number two, you haven't perfected your pitch. You are like, don't pay me exposure because you haven't protected, perfected your pitch. You're pitching to the wrong audiences and events, or you're waiting for opportunities to fall into your lap. So what does that mean? Some of y'all are pitching these low, lower end conferences or conferences that are, are handled by people who are just trying to make it themselves. Then you get mad, right? Then we get mad that, oh my goodness, they couldn't pay me $3,000, $4,000. Their pockets aren't even that deep. Why are you pitching them? And then, and at the end of the day, we have to understand that collaboration is everything. These are people that are on the road with you at the same time. Now, granted, let's preface this. I'm not speaking specifically about people who are uh, who are sharks, because we got them. We, we're not talking about liars and manipulators and people who are not, who are not uh, being good stewards of their finances, right? We're not talking about those people, but we're just talking about the everyday business owner or these business conferences who often will not have a speaker budget because they're just trying to make it. Their pockets aren't that deep, but we're expecting thousands of dollars. I want a five-figure speaker fee. You're pitching the wrong place. You pitch in the wrong place. You are pitching the wrong audiences and events if you're trying to get paid at that level. Hobbyist speakers, think small. 
professional speakers see things in a bird's eye view. So they're going to say yes to opportunities that may be unpaid, but it makes the most sense to get in front of the people who actually are going to be signing the checks or who are looking and showcasing speakers for their next event. People are not just going to hire you off the street because you say that I'm amazing. It's just not going to work. They have to see to make sure that when they hire you, it makes sense. It makes sense for them to put you in front of their audience and not make an embarrassment, right, of them. How do they even know that you'll be able to do that? Have you proven your own market value as a speaker? Or are you just out there, Every I need to get paid, right? That energy is not going to serve you well for sustainability in speaking. It's just not. Next thing that I wanted to say is you are strategic, right? And then the next point here that I wrote out here is you complain about paying upfront. Now, granted, for five, six, seven years, let me see. I would say about six years, I just I I personally made the decision to not go on any stages where I actually have to pay to speak. However, I want you to know that there are opportunities where people do speaker showcases for colleges, for corporations, where you have to pay to get in front of these people. And then exactly as soon as you get off the stage, they're gonna be like, all right, pitch me your topics, boom. And then you have a gig. Some of y'all, because of your limited view and not willing to make a shift, are going to miss opportunities for extended partnerships over the long term. We're talking about contracts that are so large that they can be paid out. Like you can make a whole year of, of a multi six figure contract over one relationship that you create after paying a nominal fee to speak in front of the right individuals. We've got to start removing the ego, my friends. And we've got to start thinking about these more strategically. And people who say that, people who are hyping people up, they're like, yeah, girl, don't, da, 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 da. they don't know nothing about the speaking business. In fact, they're probably outsourcing, going to somebody's free event like one of mine, listening to this podcast, going in their social media groups, fielding questions, getting whatever knowledge they can get from other people and then staking the claim that I'm I'm the person for you for, for speaking. I'm the person for you to give you the next level for your speaking. And they haven't even lived the experience for themselves. Y'all better, y'all better slow down. Y'all better think a little bit. Y'all better establish some self-actualization and really think about who you're getting your advice from. All right, number three. A lot of people who complain about not don't pay me an exposure have no idea what it takes to host an event. Let me say that again. A lot of people who complain 
don't pay me an exposure, have no idea of the amount it takes to host an event, whether it be virtual or in person, especially in person. Just my event coming up, one of the quotes that I received from a vendor was $17,000. And I am on my way to growing a seven-figure company. I'm not there. And so I am putting my own skin in the game to give back to my community, but also give others the opportunity to share the stage and they're not contributing specifically to the finances of that. I'm a, I'm a multi-six-figure business owner, right? I'm not one of those Fortune 500 companies. So when you think about the cost of an event, right, and what it takes to have an event, this is where it ties into number two. Because some of y'all are pitching small organizations like myself and thinking that, well, I want to get my $10,000 payment. I just want to get, I want to get $2,000, $1,000. And you don't understand that a lot of us are working our way up this ladder and we're trying to figure it out on our, on our own at the same time where we may have invested in, in coaching to help, but we're, for the most part, we're trying to figure it out on our own and, and just make it and create powerful experiences and compete in a market that often will only support and elevate certain individuals that display power, whether it be their race, whether it be the look of the money that they make. So before you're like, I remember my very first event, my second event, we had 60 people attend. I, I, I broke even, I broke even. There was a lot of bartering and collaborations that were happening at my second event. We had about 60 people there. There was a speaker that came onto my, um, onto my um, event and she began to try to question and kind of figure out how much money I made from the sponsors that were there. Not even realizing that some of those sponsors that I had, we were bartering, we were helping and supporting each other along the way. She, she was trying to figure out, well, why isn't my $3,000, $4,000, $5,000 payment or fee paid? Where I paid her a stipend, but it wasn't the full amount. I also paid for her travel. I also paid for her hotel, right? I tried to make it easeful and contribute to some degree for her, for her work. And I was barely breaking even for my very second, it was my second event right? I was still figuring out things on my own. And it was coming from me and the registration from the people that happened to be in attendance. So it's things like that, that people don't understand that there are people who are putting true skin in the game, who are just trying to make a difference. They're just, they're trying to, you know, go out there and make an impact. Maybe, maybe you've met some sharks along the way. I don't know. But before you state that, really think about, is this someone that I could potentially collaborate with? Is this someone that could be a long-term partnership where I come and speak for her event and then she does the same for me, like an in-kind sponsorship? Those collaborations can reap so many beautiful things, but we limit ourselves. We are not feelings. We are not ego. 
And one thing I know for sure, you cannot do business silo. You cannot do business without a community. Because when people ain't checking for you and you need a referral, those things are going to be hard to come by. Here's the next one. Number four, people who complain about this are not realistic with the nature of business and what most business owners are able to achieve in their business. Now, let me just break this down. Statistically, about one to 2% of smaller business owners make it to a seven-figure business. One to 2%. That means that 98% of the business owners or the conferences you may be pitching right now are not working off of a million dollar business model. Just black women alone have only been able to make on an average $25,000 for the year. I just told y'all, one of the vendors of my upcoming event, the bill alone was $17,000. That is almost the amount of money that most black women entrepreneurs are making in a year. So what that means is going back to number two, stop playing a small game with the way that you're pitching, you're speaking services. Stop playing a small game. Stop working with some of these smaller business owners who don't have deep pockets. And let me ask you another question. Whose fault do you think that is? If you're waiting for invitations versus you being strategic and pitching the right organizations to get your $7,500 fee, to get your $10,000 fee, whose fault is that? Not the person who says, hey, can you you speak for me? Or, or, hey, um, or you may have pitched them, I don't have a speaker's fee because I need to pay $17,000 just for video and photography as an example just so I can make it to my next event. I need you to do me a favor. Let's collaborate. How can I support you? But nah, we wanna make posts on social media complaining instead of thinking about maybe I ain't doing this right because that's the reality. You ain't doing it right. (laughs) Which is why you can't leverage speaking to its full potential and you out here complaining about Don't pay me exposure. No, change your game. Change your strategy. Because the strategy you're using right now ain't working. Here's the last thing I want to share. People who often are complaining are short-sighted because they give mediocre presentations. Real talk. You're giving mediocre presentations. You're ego-driven. And you haven't done the work to really perfect your speaking craft. So what exactly does that mean? I know of incredible speakers who have put in the work. I'm still putting in the work, right? I am not staking a claim that I am the most profound speaker there is out here in the planet. I know who I am, right? I know my strengths. 
I know how I can help and better support speakers and trainers or people who are utilizing speaking in their business. I know how to do all that. I know how to do all those things. But I also know I'm open to feedback. I also know that I'm looking at really providing the highest level presentations because I know that the times I have spoken for free, it led me to my next paid gig. I know that the times I've spoken for free, I've gotten my next client that paid a five-figure fee, something that that person would have never been able to pay. I know by continuously putting out content and presentations with excellence that my name will be spoken in rooms that I'm not in and those dividends will pay out because truly leveraging speaking is a long-term game. So my final remarks is, is that I want you to think before you speak the next time you say this. You have a right to say no. You have a right to not do a speaking opportunity if they're unwilling or do not have the budget to pay you. But before you say no, I need you to really think about, could this potential opportunity contribute to my long-term plan in my business? Or am I allowing myself to be short-sighted and to respond in an ego-driven way? Think before you speak, my friends. Have you also truly done enough to land more speaking opportunities that will either pay you on the front end or the back end because you're in front of the right individuals? Have you really done enough? Are you just sitting by the wayside waiting for opportunities to happen and then catching an attitude because it's not the result that you want? Let's take some accountability and really think about some of the shifts that we can make as we are re-establishing a more sustainable and profitable strategy as we leverage speaking. All right, y'all, that is my two, three, four, five cents <laughs> on the subject. I would love to know what your thoughts are and if there's any other pointers that you see that we should have when it comes to shifting and understanding and leveraging all different types of speaking. I'm gonna highly encourage you right in the show notes to let me know how you feel. Is there value that you found inside of this podcast from season one to season two? Go ahead and rate that. There's a link in the show notes for you to do so. Make sure you subscribe to this show. Share this episode with your friends. Let them know, like maybe we need to try a different way in which we approach speaking because what we've done isn't working and it's not anybody else's fault. The strategy is off, right? Doesn't mean that we're not worthy of sharing our message. It doesn't mean that we shouldn't get paid. It just means that we got to shift and change the strategy. And if you're looking for more support with your speaking, whether it's the art of speaking or whether it is setting yourself up to build more profit within your business with speaking, making that money, go ahead and check out the Legacy Scaler programs and events. They're incredible, they're educational, and they're gonna help you set up those plans that you need to really make an impact in your business and the lives of the audiences that you reach. I'll see you next time. Bye-bye.